Hello, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of At Your Service. I am your host, Carly, and I'm with my good friend, Zeke, right now. Hey, how you doing? We used to be neighbors, actually. That's how we met. I was thinking about that today, which is wild. Um, Some of my only friends, actually, I would say probably my only friends in Colorado, were from Marky at the Parkway. Shout out. (laughs) Shout shout out. out (laughs) Marky at the Parkway. No, that was a good time. Um, When I lived there, we went to fucking monkey bar a lot pre slash during covid that was fucking fun dangerous dangerous (laughs) dangerous as hell um dangerous also because that's how when i was introduced to pepperoncini shots oh you're not that bad at basketball nope not that bad i like to tell you i am but it's not true (laughs) i'm not mad about your skills at all Bro, shout out to, honestly, high five for finishing fucking finals. How'd you end up in your classes? Uh, I nailed it. Oh, did you? Pretty much nailed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Um, except for astronomy. Bare minimum, but C's get degrees. You know how it is. Hey, okay. So I got a C in one of my classes, and then I got a B in the other one. Um, Hey, B's will make you president. That's not what I'm fucking saying. So I had written this whole paper. Like, I'd spent months on this paper. It was a research paper. I spent months on it. She hits me up, and she's like, so this isn't anything that's on topic. Like, it's absolutely nothing what I wanted. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, I'm going to jump out the window. So, like, I was so distraught. I had Brandon, like, draft an email, like, with his, like, respectful ass. This is like, the a paper you wrote? Yes. Ph- she philosophy. Said, she She's said like, that? yeah, absolutely nothing I wanted. And then Brandon, with his crafty little ass, like, drafted this respectful ass email. She responded to me the next day and was like, honestly, I get it. Like, it's been hard. I'll I'll take your paper as it is. And I was like, Wow. <laughs> say less. I see your value now. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, I might fucks with education. Like, it was great. Um, but honestly, shout out to the both of us. So you you are a bartender. It's COVID. Hello, surprise. Yep. I think it's so interesting talking to everyone about their individual unique COVID experiences because some people are living life going by with flying colors people are making more on unemployment um like literally doing all the things they've always wanted to do right now it's like the world is really their oyster i don't know about everybody maybe like six months ago when it was the first lockdown Mm -hmm. when they were giving that extra 600 to Mm -hmm. like every payment Mm-hmm. That was nice, but they're not doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, I feel like, something unique to Denver is that we did go into a second lockdown, and it was, like, the second wave hit. This isn't and... happening everywhere? No. Oh, I know, in Indiana, which has, where, where I'm from, they have awful numbers. I think it actually might have surpassed Colorado. They're doing indoor seating, bro, at oh restaurants. I'm about to go back there in four days. Why? Yeah. Why? It's because they're Republican. That's no, why. Why? Oh, why are you going oh. back? Why are you going back? Because <laughs> um, Christmas. I got to see my family. I don't know. No, you um, don't. It's COVID, yes, I girl. Do. I haven't seen my family in so uh, long. But same. we're not going. I'm not going to go out. I'm just literally going to my mom's house. But something that's interesting is like, you know, first wave lockdown. It's like, okay, we're locking down, but here's some money. And then it's second wave lockdown, and it's like, okay, we're shutting everything down, but like, good saved. fucking luck. Like, saved up. <laughs> like, let it's survival of the fittest yeah. at this point. So, you know, you were, you were bartending. What, how, where are you at with work and everything given COVID, like COVID relatedness? What's going on with your work schedule? I mean, I'm completely laid off. I'm, I'm free seven days a week. Like, school's over now, too. So, I got so much time on my hands. Like, 
I don't know what to do with it right now. And honestly, it's like nerve-wracking for the uh, most part. Dude, I'm honestly sorry. Yeah, it sucks. That's a Kinda lot of sucks. thinking. You know, normally you think I could get a lot done with all mm-hmm. this free time. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, oh, I got tomorrow. I got the next day. Sure. I'll do this, I'll do this next week. I got so much time. It's fine. Uh, and then you just don't get anything done. Yeah. kind of sucks. Are you working on, like, any project? Like, you are an amazing like graph uh, graphic would you say graphic design just like like anime related like what would you classify yourself like your art because it's fucking amazing mostly um, people oriented art whether it's, really it's like cool. a figure drawing or a character design mm-hmm. or you know whatever people need mm-hmm. so are you working on some of that shit yeah I don't want to sound I... like your mom but like what are you doing <laughs> I did do some side work recently i did like a portrait for a girl a friend of mine Mm. from vermont she started in OnlyFans, and she wanted like some kind of fairy portrait of her i drew that uh t-shirt company hit me up recently rnf i designed a couple t-shirts for them so i've been doing like side work but it's not nearly as consistent as it Mm -hmm. needs to be you Mm -hmm. know it's like i think i made like 400 bucks Okay. Doing both those pieces, you know, and mm-hmm. that's how much money I made for, right. for two weeks. Are you interested in making it more consistent? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If, hey, if anyone needs a design, hit me up. Facts. Honestly, <laughs> follow him on Instagram. But no, that's cool because I like talking. I like having discussions with service industry workers who also have a like bomb ass side talent um, because ultimately like the service industry consumes so much of your time. You'll that find pe- that most people in the industry have some kind of secret side talent that like, I mean, who? Absolutely. I, what percent of people in the service industry are like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I think that's only like 10% mm. of people. You know, mm, I value this conversation now because I had quite the opposite conversation last week. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, this on the is same, interesting. On this part, on the show, yes. Oh, so sick. no, so I I feel like I can relate to you though, because like I write, I um hoping to publish a couple, you know, uh, collections of poetry, um, do photography, that type of thing. But I do feel like that is a large identity of the service industry is the people who do have that side talent. So like it comes into this question, like if you work in a job that consumes normally, you know, COVID excluded, mm-hmm. like 40 to 50 hours a week, whatever, like how do you make time for that side talent? Like, did you, do you do that? Do you make time Honestly, for stuff like that? Honestly, I made time for it more when I was working than I do when now that I don't work at all. Because, like, before it was, like, all right, I got to make sure I do this, this, and the other thing before 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Because I got to go into work at 4, mm-hmm. you know? So, but nowadays, it's, I literally put everything off because I just have the time to. And, it's, and it, even saying it out loud, like, it's hard. It's a bad habit. Mm. And it's become a habit, you know? Right. No, there's, like, this weird notion of, like, time management existing once you have, like, everything on your plate. I guess that saying that out loud now it kind of makes sense yeah but i feel you like especially now that we're in winter time and we're not in school i feel like i'm about to settle into something really lazy yep and that kind of scares me a little bit yeah trying to avoid it 
That is wild. But you you are slash were you are okay. You are a bartender. Um, <laughs> I'll persevere. Right. <laughs> I like to think of like the bartender lifestyle as like the king, the queen position of tip making. You guys know what tips are about. You know kind of the ins and outs. Just like how stressful, I guess you could say also, it is to work a whole profession that's solely reliant on tips. So explain to me, like, kind of like, first of all, what that's like having a job where every day you went in knowing that every day could be different. I would say, but depending on where you bartend, you the bartender is the king of the tips. For mm-hmm. instance, if you're like in a restaurant that's not exactly heavily bar focused, then mm-hmm. the servers are going to be most of the tip generators and you're going to get a percentage of their tips because you're making their drinks Mm -hmm. but if you work at a bar like elevated the one i work at where it's like just a bar Mm -hmm. and maybe you can buy some side dishes then yeah for sure we are the the tip the tip kings probably my biggest fault as a service industry worker is that like i am not going to kiss ass to get tips a Mm. lot of people will but like i'm not going to do that and sometimes Who's people... Who's ass are we talking? Someone you work a, for or like someone no, you're serving? a server. A ser- someone I'm serving. Like, I'm going to be respectful off top. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be kind. Like, I'm not, you know, an idiot. But like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to put on a dance mm. and, uh, you know, completely overhaul myself for the tip. I'll, I'll be tolerant. I'll put up with things that normally I wouldn't be as, you know... I wouldn't put up with, you right. know. Right. Actually, yeah, but absolutely. I'm not going to like suck up to somebody either or compromise my integrity right you know, for a tip in the bar i worked at at the, the cocktail bar under in the basement people there liked it when you gave them a little attitude really they, they like the raw reality of it they like the like the conversation like i'm not just your server you know i'm like a bartender you can talk to i'm gonna be real with you you're gonna be real mm-hmm. with me you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you're referring to the speakeasy yeah how was that? I, Speakeasy I, was fun. Yeah. That was probably the... Well, the rooftop's pretty fun, too. Yeah, bro, what? <laughs> what? The rooftop's pretty fun, too, but it's they're different, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the rooftop's more casual. You could definitely get away with more things up there. Did you say casual? And I hate you for saying that again, because then <laughs> that one time you took us, I was wearing fucking ripped jeans and a shirt that said... What did it say? Fucking something stupid as hell. Yeah. Like, and then I go up and there are bitches wearing high heels and but like, it is, shiny ass casual, tight dresses. It, is, it's it wasn't. Ca- it's it was bougie as hell. Because it's Cherry Creek, but it is more casual. You know, Ugh. like you don't have to act a certain way on the roof, but when mm. you're in BGC, you have to act a certain way. You can't be like you are on the roof. You can't be loud. You can't be obnoxious. You can't just like walk around at tables and introduce yourself. You know, you, right. you, you can't do all that. So. Mm-hmm. That's why I say it's casual on the roof. The pool parties that we used to host, like, that was not classy. Okay? That was was ratchet. That was ratchet. I love that so much. So what, how, um, how does the speakeasy compare to that, you said? Speakeasy, um, you have to be much more aware of other people Mm, when you're in there. Because it's, like, in a tighter quarters? It's in a very tight quarters. It's 40 Mm. people max. Oh. all, All the tables are, like, really close together. If you're... Being super loud and obnoxious on the other side of the room, everyone can hear you on the other side of the room. Fuck, you know? I don't know if I'd be able to go, bro. Like, Yeah, maybe not. Super <laughs> loud and obnoxious. Yeah, those sound like the adjectives for me, to be honest. 
Damn, that's crazy. I've always wanted to go to one, but um, what? I turned twenty one last year, and that's when fucking COVID hit. It's, or this year? It's like read the room. You know, mm-hmm. like on a Monday, if there's like three tables in there, you know, it's different than when it's a weekend and everyone's being loud. Just don't be the loudest person in a very loud room. You know what I mean? <laughs> no facts. No, hundred percent. Okay, so there is like this spectrum of tip making, I would say. Like, and help me kind of like establish this. In the service industry, I guess to explain the two ends first that might make it easier. So you have like the one end, say, you know, you make your entire paycheck is your tips. Yeah. Um, and then the other end of the spectrum is you don't make tips, it's your hourly and that's you're still doing the service that's industry. That's like 20, 30% of your paycheck is hourly. 70, 80% of it is going to be tips. Right. And so then you kind of have like in the middle, you probably have like commissions somewhere and I think that'd be closer to the end where you don't really make tips. You get paid a very decent amount of hourly and then you get like this commission that's like rather supplemental. Then you have like, again, on that spectrum, a little bit closer to the all tips end of the spectrum, you have like the half and half. That's actually me. That's where I fall. I fall into that category right Mm now. I make like 11 an hour, but I also make like 9 to 11. And an hour of tips on top of that? On top of that. That's pretty good. Right. No, it, it normally is. But here's the thing. Those are the people who are being fucked over the most. Well, that and then closer to that end of the spectrum, those people, because, you know, you're hired with this notion like, oh, my God, like I'm going to be making $21 an hour. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Then a fucking pandemic hits and you're like, oh, my God, I'm making $11 an hour. And so you're you're literally fucked. I know. Gets chills all over the body. When that happened, we were making like eight, nine bucks an hour. Exactly. So it's just it's just crazy. Because I even know of servers who will make like eight bucks and then their tips. I've never heard, I didn't hear about that shit until I moved to Denver. Because in Indiana, it's like two bucks to cover your fucking taxes. And then it's, you make all your tips. Jesus. Right. And so it's just like, it's these type of people who are being fucked over in this way. So first of all, you have this spectrum of, you know, service industry workers just like all over the board. Have you worked at different parts of the spectrum in previous jobs oh yeah okay so given that you have like do you have would you say that you would have a preference for absolutely and what would that be uh well i was a cook you didn't make any tips but you made you know 15 an hour but you had the longest hours you showed up first left last and Mm. it was just unappreciated and overworked underpaid so Mm. that was the worst that's by far my least favorite Mm. And then I was a bar back, which mm-hmm. was okay, depending on the bar you work at. Right. Because sometimes the bartending culture out here is pretentious. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and it's like, you'll you'll be a bar back trying to learn how to make a drink, and they'll act like it's fucking rocket science or something, and that, like, you're not ready to learn the three parts to, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so, but then if you work at a bar where the bartenders are cool and they want you to learn as fast as possible, they want to, you know, they want to help you grow, mm-hmm. then it can be really fun. I was a busser, which was also a pretty sweet gig because you just had to run food for the servers and you got paid somewhere like 10, 11 bucks an hour plus a portion of the tips from each server. So that was honestly, um, a good deal. I would recommend, but also I worked at a, a good restaurant for that, you know, it changes depending on where you work. 
Mm. Um, and then bartending. And honestly, bartending is my favorite because you make the most percentage tips and you get to have fun doing it. See, bartending is the way to go, honestly. Yeah. I just, because serving, bartending, there is a little bit of butt kissing a little bit to an extent, mm. but not like being a server. Mm. I, there, there are situations I see servers getting into that like, I personally just can't. I, I yeah. cannot do that. Oh, 100%. My second episode I had with my coworker, and I was like, like, I feel like you and me, like, really, you know, try our hardest to talk about the most with customers. She goes, to be honest, dude, I feel like it's just you. She was like, I feel like you really put yourself out there um, to talk with customers. Like, she's like, you just seem like you really care. And I was like, okay, let me get one thing straight. I don't. Yeah. Okay, for starters, <laughs> I don't. But I'm willing to recognize the fact that if I have this conversation, then I will probably probably be able to pay my rent this month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't I don't really care to be, you know, objectified in this way or I don't really care to listen to this long story about how someone hates their life and their life is actually really okay. Yeah. And yet here <laughs> I am and I'm gonna like do all of those things. I feel like because of maybe this spectrum of like how people make their wages in different ways, I feel like ultimately it leads people to not be aware that there are that there are workers who solely make their money off of tips. I feel like the reason I can know this is because I have great regulars, great people who treat me nicely on the daily, and I can go I can go back and check to see what they tip me, mm-hmm. and they won't tip me anything. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that is so bizarre to me. And for the longest time, I was so upset. I'm like, fuck this person, like they're fake as hell. And then it hit me. I'm like, no, they're not fake as hell. They just don't know. Is it because of just so many different types of service industry workers just like existing, like their wages are just like dictated by so many different factors that like people just ultimately at the end of the day, they don't know what their service industry worker person who's helping them is making or how they're making it. I swear another factor though is now we think of service industry as a whole. We think of the people who, again, don't need those tips to make money, and now they're starting to overstep. I went in to buy a fucking bong the other day, and they like flipped that thing towards me, and they were like, how much do you want to tip? I'm like, tip, my guy, you work in retail. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you're going to tip? Yeah. And so then you have experiences like this where people are overstepping, and then it makes you think, like as a consumer, is everybody overstepping so it makes you think okay who's screwing us over the most is it businesses like this who are overstepping their boundaries where they're just like trying to get the most yeah is it the employer who hires us and is like solely like okay well i don't want to pay you that much but hopefully the customer will so here yeah half your paycheck that's what i'm saying tip culture is ridiculous right what do you think like become absolutely absurd what are we being fucked over by the most in (sighs) your opinion that's hard because I mean, how does how does a norm how does a standard become set? You know, whose idea was it in the first place to be like, tell you what, we're gonna make it so the customers pay most of their wage, and we're just gonna make them feel bad about it because we're gonna tell them we paid three bucks an hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, whose idea was that? And now tip culture is crazy. It's crazy thing. You gotta tip your barista. You gotta tip your Lyft driver. You gotta tip. Your taxi driver, you gotta tip your movers, you know, you gotta tip people that make 15 bucks an hour, you gotta tip, you know, it, it's exactly. crazy now. Um, so I don't know who it is to blame, but I know one thing is that customers, they're not obligated to tip you. 
mm-hmm. they especially our generation i feel like will because mm-hmm. look at us but yeah. the older generation they they are not obligated to tip you you know they they mm-hmm. could come in one minute before closing stay for 45 minutes and tip you one percent absolutely on a huge tab and that's they get to do that you know and that mm-hmm. just goes to show that what is your time really worth it is discouraging yeah that's for sure well and because of this do you think that like tipping is in fact getting worse tipping is getting worse and like especially now in a pandemic people aren't tipping better we're not getting nearly as much revenue you know i know america americans are stubborn and they think everything about this country is exactly how it should be but like there are so many countries to model in terms of the tipping culture and how businesses handle their employees like Mm -hmm. in japan if you try and tip somebody they'll like chase you down the street to give you back your money you know because they're getting because they're getting paid plenty you know it's just not how it goes and like so yeah i don't know whose idea it was to pay their servers three bucks an hour and just let the guests tip i think it started with servers getting paid a normal amount but then the people were tipping anyway and they've realized how much money they were making on top of the hourly. So they started pulling it back. I, that's what I would suspect, yeah. I like talking about the different cultural things because ultimately that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Like, we're Americans, we're subjected to, like, this American culture for sure. A stubborn one, you know? You touched on it lightly, and I want to dig deeper into it. Okay. You were talking about how, you know, there are just some bartenders who are like, yeah, you're just absolutely not ready for a three-step process. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 maybe two <laughs> steps, but honey, like, three steps is a whole new world. Can you perhaps, being a bartender now, give me some insight as to maybe why bartenders are, in fact, why they are so pretentious? Why is that? Please tell me. I think because some people, especially in Denver, bartending is their career, like, it's their life, which is, like, totally fine if that's, if that's what you want to do. Which, you know, they should do if that's their passion. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's four parts to a margarita. Teach your bar back how to make a drink, mm-hmm. you know, and let him practice. Let him do it. But yeah, I think it just comes down to that. That's what they want to do. That's bartending's their life. And do you think, like, a seriousness that you could respect, that you think is 100% yeah. respectable? Yeah, as long as I respect the art and the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, I the just, multitasking. I don't, yeah, totally. I just don't respect... A sense of like superiority, a sense yeah. of of um, elitism. That's what mm. it is. Elitism. It's like, bro, you're a bartender. I've met a thousand guys just like you. Facts. You That's know? bottom line. Yeah. I used to work at this restaurant where um, there was this girl bartender, and it just depended on the night if she liked me or not. To be honest, there was just like one night I had checked her on some attitude. And she gave You were a server me, at the time? Yeah. Okay. She gave me 12-minute tickets on drinks. Like, and normally, you know, she's doing every... Which, it was a small... It was a smaller restaurant. You think she was maliciously doing that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I and I ended up having to go up to my, my fucking manager. I was like... Tom, I was like straight up like, I have my, my tables now. Ask me where their drinks are. Yeah. How many fucking <laughs> times can I say... Oh, soon. That's you know, funny, soon, yeah, soon, soon. That. that shit was so annoying. And I remember ever since then, I had this weird hostility towards bartenders because I'm like, if they think they can really run this joint like that, yeah, like, I, what the fuck? What that the never fuck crossed that? my mind, but, you know, as a bartender, but I suppose they could do that. Have you ever done that? No. I've never uh, done that. This is but also, I've, I haven't really worked as a bartender where, like, I'm 
I'm making drinks like four servers a lot, you know. It's habit for me, I think I got this from being a line cook, it's just a habit to like bust out tickets as fast as possible regardless of like where it's coming from, mm-hmm. you know. See, you would think, right? Yeah, so that's oh, that's crazy. To me, that sounds like a person that was like, has been doing the same thing for a while. But yeah, that gave me my real first inside scoop to the service industry. So enough about the pretentious attitudes. I, you know, don't want to shit on too many people. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ultimately, I'm not here to shit on the coworkers. Honestly, we all need to gang up against, you know, other people, other against bullshit. Against management. Against management. This is, Those are the enemies. This is, we're inciting a riot. This is anarchy. You could say that bartenders might have some tips about tip making. Tips about tip making. Uh-huh. Um, I think something that's so obvious, it's no news to anybody except for maybe if you don't work in the service industry, is that this idea that if you're just a pretty face that you're probably going to make more money. There is a, you know, I mean, sex sells. Mm. It's just simple truth. Men Beauty. are gross. And... Men are gross. <laughs> so here's the truth. Men are gross, okay? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not saying that there, there's like... You can't be so abysmal at your job that looks are going to make up for it. You know what I mean? You can't be that bad at your job, but absolutely, there's no question if you're attractive, people are going to want to be served by you Mm. more than if, say, you had a less attractive coworker Mm. on shift with you. So there's this really gross concept I have to talk about. Um, Anytime I wear my pigtails at work, like my two little braids, people go fucking stupid, bro. You know what you're doing. Oh, I know, and that's the thing. I know what I'm fucking doing. This guy damn near, I fucked me today, and like, I'm asking him all the, like, things about his drink. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. I love your pigtails. That's what he said it just like that. I was like, thanks so much. And I went in the back for the rest of the time that he was in the store. I'm like, okay. Like, I, yes, I know what I'm doing, but at a certain point, I just get so uncomfortable. But I was like, am I going to wear these pigtails tomorrow? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's fucking make money for sure, yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's gross. It is, it is, <laughs> it's gross. It is really gross. But I don't know. Does it encourage you to like look better when you go to work and stuff? Like, I have mean, you had some out of pocket experiences? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Like, where, like, objectification? Yeah. Yeah. But. Do you have anything off the top of your head? Um, I remember. There was one time, now I, I love older women, you know this about me. Yeah. And there was this Latina woman at the bar. She had an accent, she was beautiful, she must have been like 40 yeah. years old. Oh, she would a not, She would not leave me alone. And she started mentioning things like, oh god, the glasses, every time I see them, it's like, oh, so fuckable. Ah! I'm like, yo, is that your man, like, right next to you, you know? <laughs> I wasn't Fuck. sure. And, like, she just, like, wouldn't leave me alone all day. Like, every time she got a drink, she would come to me. She tipped really nice. It And it's one of those weird uh, moments, like, I don't know. Not everybody is just going to think of themselves as, like, this sexual object that's, like, people want. You know what I mean? Right. But every that's, once I in a while, you. out of nowhere, they're, like, some drunk, a tr- super hot woman is just going to be like something about you for some reason. You're going to tip you real nice and you're going to feel pretty good about it, you know? Like you're going to be like, 
okay, I got it. Right. <laughs> Sorry. That is the thing, though. Like, I don't feel like, oh, I am this or that. But it is. It's that once in a while you're like, interesting, bro. Yeah, like, right? Reel it <laughs> in. You're in public. Like, I see you. Okay. Turn around and your, your bartender's like, dude, you have a huge direction right now. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't. He's like, yes, you do. So that, yeah. <laughs> so that brings up a good question, actually. So what do you do? What's your response initially like? keeping a sense of professionalism, like, but also trying to make money, like, what is, how do you react when you're being flirted with at work? Oh, I flirt back. Absolutely. I love the game. Bottom line. I love flirting, (laughs) especially with older women, because there's, like, there's just no, you're not worried about being rejected because you almost expect it anyway, and it's not like, (laughs) it's not like you were pursuing something serious for the next 20 years with some 40 year old woman you know what I sure mean? Like, exactly so it's like it's really a win-win situation no matter what happens and yeah. it's just fun you know yeah there's just something fun about it right okay well everybody tune in next time next week i don't know what i'll be talking about hopefully it'll be something interesting um but thank you again and i guess Hell you can yeah. say goodbye anytime all right okay thank you carly <laughs> yes of course